The biggest talking points in the world of racing, with some of the biggest names in the game having their say. This is Track Talk on Bensley. Join the chat by texting through on 0499 736 736. Yes, who do you think will win the Golden Eagle? Who wins the Victoria Derby or the Group 1s at Flemington? We'd love to get your thoughts. Don't be afraid of texting them through 0499 736 736. We're going to focus in on the Golden Eagle first up and then uh, we'll look at the Group 1 races at Flemington. Brad Gray from Racing New South Wales. Morning, Brad. Yeah, good morning, Andrew, and to all the listeners. You're right, cracking race, and let's get stuck in. Uh, we've got a warm period here. It's going to be cooler on Saturday, but not a lot of rain, if anything. So this track will play as a good four, maybe into a good three. Yeah, that's one of the keys when assessing this race and the entire Rose Hill card, to be honest. The last time we, of course, raced it at Rose Hill on a firm surface was Golden Rose Day, uh, and that certainly suited those horses that were up towards the fence and, and on the speed. So I've done my form leaning that way, um, just thinking that it's going to be very hard to make it up a stack of ground. And Dean Evans joins us from Winning Edge Investments. Treat betting like a business. Dean, good morning to you. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Brad. Uh, looking forward to an absolutely outstanding car to racing on Saturday. Yeah, both places. It's just thrilling. Uh, the Golden Eagle at the moment, I'm Thunderstruck is the favourite at $4.20 at Bet365. A few of the others, Private Eye at six fifty, Apache Chase at seven fifty, Ellsberg at nine fifty. And they are the ones single figures. I mentioned Maximal. It's drifted in the market after getting to about seven or eight bucks. It's out to thirteen dollars. Uh, we spoke to Alicia Collett, Brad, before our last news break, and she said it doesn't sound that bad when you say eighteen of eighteen. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe that's just the glass half full approach, isn't it? It does look nasty though. Looking at this map, and I think it goes a long way to, to finding the winner. I think it looks relatively straightforward at the top end. You've got Vangelic, the likely leader. Apache Chase sits outside. Ellsberg follows in behind. And Love Taps and Count Derupi are next. Um, but outside of that, maybe a horse like Acer um, makes a three-wide running line. If, and if that's the case, I think best-case scenario, Maximal can find himself in that three-wide run, running line. I guess if you're looking for a positive, it's the fact that he's an import. He needs plenty of room to, to wind up into his gallop and if he does get a bit of cover somewhere midfield, uh, he might still get his chance. But it does look a little bit nasty. It's interesting, uh, Dean, when we talk about Maximal, dare we forget Annabelle Neesham. Rev Duvall comes uh, from international period and barrier seven for Brody Loy. Um, it makes the race these new horses into it. Yeah, look, it is interesting sort of having these three, uh, these three internationals in there this year. Uh, Rev Duvall looking... Probably a bit more like a stayer. He's more sort of 2,000, possibly 2,400-metre horse. Uh, she's also got Laura Vindices, who, uh, in my opinion, probably looks the best of the imported runners. Won a sort of 600k Doval, 1,400-metre race, a couple of starts back. So the information I've got on the three imports, though, is they probably all would prefer the sting out of the ground. Um, so I, I think the big concern with all three of them is just that it's going to be a rock-hard track. And there were, there were some imports. Uh, in this race two years ago and they all flopped. They're sort of those early Northern Hemisphere three-year-olds and, and it's not a sort of staying race. So as much as I'm usually very keen on the imports in, in this race on Saturday, I'm probably going to take a set against them. What are your thoughts on those three, Brad? Yeah, I think that's fair enough, the points that, that Dean makes. I guess Beat Le Bon 
ran a handy enough race in year one behind Colding. I think he ran six off the top of my head, and it was a it was a pretty deep race. And you could say that these imports certainly are, are better credentialed than him. Um, I don't think the barrier draws do them any favour. The only one that's drawn half a decent marble is Rev de Bolin, although he will be strong late, uh, as Dean pointed out. He's more of a, a middle-distance type horse, and off his profile, albeit lightly racing his best, is still ahead of him. He's still at that listed Group 3 level. Um, so how that measures up here, I guess we'll see. But... Yeah, at this stage, I am inclined to take them on. I really liked them a couple of weeks ago. I'm just getting colder and colder uh, as this day gets closer. They watered yesterday, uh, 31 again today out in Sydney at Rose Hill. So it'll be interesting to see if they do a bit more. It's going to be cooler Saturday. It'll drop in temperature, uh, but um, not a lot of rain around, if anything. So, Brad, give us your view. What are you putting on top in the Golden Eagle? I've got Ellsberg on top. And I do know that there's been a bit of support when you quoted the prices there before injuries into single-figure odds. It's hard to deny that this horse's probably two best runs in his career have both come over the Rose Hill 1,500 metres. So he's playing at home for Joel Ryan. Sterling Alexia, I thought he was very good in the Silver Eagle. Typically, that's probably your second tier of four-year-olds, and, and I do concede that. But he was 1,400 metres back to 1,300 metres. They've been a little bit more conservative on him this prep, just teaching him to settle. Drawn the one, he's just going to get every chance. He can land into a a gun spot, a firm deck. I don't think you want to be out the back. And a few of his dangers are going to be giving him a big head start. You're on Thunderstrikes and your private eyes. So I just think he sets up to run up to his best. And if he does, he's very hard to beat. I've got Apache Chase as the big danger. Uh, it's a similar case for him. He's going to be a horse that's going to be making his own luck. He, par- he probably parks outside of the leader. He's got form around all the right horses, uh, including private eye. Uh, took a wet track in a mile there in Queensland for, for private eye to gun him down. I think this is an even better setup. For Apache Chase, that's no knock on the likes of, of Private Eye and I'm Thunderstruck in terms of the talent. It's just whether they're going to be giving away an impossible start. Um, I think of the two that can run well at odds, Count to Rupee and Love Tap, uh, just on that on that map, they're going to get every possible run and every possible chance. And I think Love Tap is a horse that's capable on his day, and I think a, a good pressure race uh, certainly plays into his strength. So maybe he's a, a little bit of a roughie to include in your multiples, but... But Ellsberg is the is the horse to beat for me. Love tap at the moment forty one and ten dollars the place at uh, at bet three six five. So your view on the race, Dean, and then we'll discuss a few others that uh, you guys haven't mentioned. So what are you putting on top? Uh, look, I've got Private Eye as the one to beat. He's just been flying this prep. The Epsom handicap win was was really impressive. Um, obviously, you need to see how the track's playing. Uh, they're going to need to be able to sweep from the wide gate, but. Just the way that this race plays out, you know, it's a capacity field and you've got a lot of speed there with the likes of, uh, you know, Ellsberg and Apache Chase and Vangelic. So it should be a reasonable tempo. I think he's the one to beat if they can swoop. Um, if they can't, I'm, I'm quite keen on Vangelic at sort of big odds, you know. She had two starts with track distance range for a win in the Group 2 Golden Pendant. She was very unlucky for us in the Coolmore Classic. She could have won that also. And she does have the ability to win this at odds. They... they uh, you know, Sunlight ran well on pace in this race, so uh, it certainly can be done. Um, and the other I thought at really big odds was, was AIM. It was just very impressive winning the Silver Eagle first up. He rounded a lot of these up. Uh, he won the Magic Million three-year-old by two lengths earlier in the year in similar style. He just loved dry tracks. And uh, it's hard to believe that he's $41 in a, in a race like this. Yep, aim uh, juicy odds. Vangelic at about twenty six dollars. Uh, Dean always you love looking at the markets too, Dean. That's a key player for you at Winning Edge. That you try and find that value. 
Well, I think you have to, and, and you know, certainly in an open race like this, you've just got to to find where the uh, where the opportunities are. And you know, I just don't think you can be taking sort of short odds in a, in, a, in a race like this unless everything sort of goes to plan and, and ties up. And you know, a horse like I'm Thunderstruck, he's, he's four dollar favourite. It's sort of his first run the Sydney way of going. There's no doubt he's been impressive in the two Group Ones as prep. Uh, you know, he's had light weights. He won the two rack last start with strong finish. He's got plenty of ability, but sort of down the weights and what, what aren't the sort of premier Group 1 races. Um, you know, he's got to run the Sydney way of going the first time. And, uh, you know, I just think there's, there's opportunities with, with some very high-quality horses. You talk about horses like AIM and, and Vangelic that are, you know, I, I think they're, they're Group 1 level horses. Um, and when you're getting probably 26 and $41 about them, uh, you know, in, in an open race where plenty of horses are going to uh, um, you know, find bad luck. And mm. It's just a, a good betting opportunity. Brad, uh, you mentioned I'm Thunderstruck. It's favourite at $4.20. Uh, you've mentioned what you like. What What are you thinking around Thunderstruck? Uh, well, he's certainly drawn the right marble, but it does come back to price, doesn't it? Whether you want to be chiming in at $4, I think we might even get a little bit better on the day. Maybe there will be some uh, inclination from the bookies to, to risk him to some extent. Uh, it's no knock on his talent. Uh, what he's done today has been fantastic, and he just keeps getting better and better every time we see him. He's got a big finish. He should park just midfield somewhere just off, um, which certainly gives him his chance. But it just comes back down to price, um, pure and simple. We saw Aegon uh, Brad win the Hobartville first up earlier this year. It was uh, softest ground. I think on that day he, he let down like a really good horse. Does the barrier just rule him out? Uh, yeah, it certainly doesn't help. Uh, he's a hard one to get a handle on, isn't he? Um, I'm thinking maybe he prefers just the jar out of the ground. Obviously, that win in the Hobartville uh, was on soft ground, and that saw him jump, what, $2.50 favourite in the Randwick Guinea. So you certainly have to respect that SP. Uh, he was good there in, in the Memsey. Didn't have much luck behind Behemoth. And then the market did gravitate towards him in the Maccabi Diva, where he started a single-finger chance against the likes of Incentivise and Mwanga, and he loomed into the race like he was going to do something. Uh, but he just stopped very, very quickly, uh, I imagine. The team there, Murray Baker and Andrew Forsman, were left scratching their heads a little bit, but they took him home, uh, they freshened him up, and obviously he's showing them all the right signs to, to bring him back for a tilt at this. So I think he has got some level of talent, uh, but he's just very hard to trust. 31 bucks and eight the place at the moment in that race. So running through the boys' thoughts in regard to the Golden Eagle, Brad Gray likes Ellsberg 9 over four Apache Chase and then numbers 10 and 11 at bigger odds, while Dean likes, uh, at this stage he's playing a few, but Private Eye, Vangelic and AIM are ones that he's mentioned, one sixteen and 6. Brad, uh, the four pillars, the other big race, it's a, a good card, no doubt about that. The strength of... Sydney and Melbourne racing is bringing a lot of eyes to racing, and that's the main thing for mine. Go and enjoy it, and uh, we'll chat again. Yeah, thanks, Andrew, and thanks, Dean. Brad Gray joining us there from Racing New South Wales. So, Dean, let's look at Flemington, uh, the Group 1s. We'll do it in race book order, mate. That'll save uh, any confusion. The the first of the Group 1s is the I'm, – I'm now hesitating – is the Cormo, is the Empire, Empire Rose. I was looking to see where the Cornwall was. I got frightened by myself. So the Empire Rose, does Collette let down with a little bit of rain going into Saturday? Well, I think that's the big question. Uh, I think it's just whether it is going to rain. Every time I look at the forecast, it tells me something different, the zero to four millimetres. So I just don't know if it's going to rain enough. Uh, But I think it's pretty simple with her. You know, it's sort of 
uh, soft sticks or worse, which I don't think it's going to get to, then she's right in it. Uh, if it's a bone dry track, then you know I think you probably have to have to bet around her. Seven dollars right now behind the favourite Tafane at three dollars sixty. What are your thoughts? Look, it's an interesting race. Uh, usually, uh, most of the winners come third or fourth up, apart from the three-year-olds, but there's no three-year-olds in it. So usually third or fourth up off of a 14- or 21-day break. Uh, really interesting fact about this race, it's sort of wait for age mile. Uh, all the winners have been from barrier nine or out. The inside draws really struggle. In fact, even the Quinella in the last 10 years, so a total of 20 horses, only three um, have managed to run second on inside barrier seven. So they sort of been around um, and, and the ones on the fence often just get cluttered up and, and it's really hard for them to win. So you sort of look at the market and you've got horses like Mystic Journey, Cassano, um, you know, Still a Star, uh, even Amarillina, all in the market and all drawn inside. So I think there's, there's a betting opportunity for some of the ones who are just going to be swooping in it out wide. Um, I actually quite like down the bottom Steinem. She, she ran fourth, uh, beaten less than a length, just had a third start at, at Group 3 level. Um, you know, second up, she's won second to Colette in, in the Group 2 Tristark Stakes. That was only her fourth career start. Uh, she's, she's lightly raced, got a really strong trainer-jockey combo. Uh, she's about $26, um, and I just think she's just perfectly drawn to sort of swoop into it, and she can absolutely win uh, this race on, on the profile. Uh, as um, you say, yeah, barrier 14, $31 right now at Bet365 as Steinem, the 15, and you're right, Mar Eustace and Jai McNeil. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a really good combo on the horse. I think they've got a lot of faith and belief, uh, belief in, you know, she was she was hot favourite for sort of the, the Group 3 and Group 1 in Adelaide, um, and, and she ran really well in, in, in the Group 3, and, and she sort of come back really well running second to Colette, so I just think she sort of profiles really nicely. And what's interesting is, you know, that, that Morfittville and uh, Adelaide three-old filly sort of form has really held up because she was sort of running and beating mm-hmm. the likes of Cyrilay and Ness and Flying Mascot, who were also in this race. Uh, and Cyrilay and Ness has sort of won three in a row, including a key lead-up and Flying Mascot bolted in the Tessio. So the form all really lines up. Let's look at the uh, Penfolds Victoria Derby. Uh, Forgot You is at four twenty. Gunstock now at Bet three six five is the favourite at four dollars, and a Totsu at seven. What's your overview on the the classic? Look, I, th- I think the key uh, the key with the Derby is is you've got to be fit. Um, only one horse has won this race, you know, only third or fourth up, and it was last year's winner, but they ran 37 lengths lower for the first 600 metres, so it was just a walkathon last year. Apart from that, you need at least five runs in the prep, and that that actually knocks out, you know, a lot of the, the key charges, including Tutakaka and, and Gunstock. Um, I think Forgot You, you know, he's clearly the one to beat. He, he came from well back for six in the Caulfield Guineas. He won in the Vars. Uh, he's sort of six up here with a really strong fitness base, and he's, he's the one to beat, I think. Allegron's a key danger. He was, he was a good fourth in the gloaming and then third in the spring champion. Uh, fifth up here for Cummings, and, and that's just always a really good profile uh, for this race. Um, and I thought the, the best roughie was probably Jungle Magnate, who was second in the Hill Smith and then came from a long way back, you know, it was, it was a fair way back last in the Vars and really hit the line well for third, um, you know, just behind Forgot You. And I think it's sort of uh, 20 to 1. Um, you know, he's one that I think can stay and, uh, you know, a good roughie. 
We spoke with James Cummings earlier about the the Coolmore. He said this has got as much relevance as the Golden Slipper, that uh, he hopes that the uh, Victoria Racing Club know what they've got with this race. Uh, at the moment, Artorias at 9.50. In the Congo, the Rose winner at 4.60. Pulele at seven fifty, Extreme Warrior now four dollars twenty, and uh, holding on to favouritism. Is it the Melbourne form uh, through uh, uh, the favourite Extreme Warrior, or is it the Golden Rose form? Look, it's a it's a very open race. This one, it's hard to sort of narrow them down. You know, I'm cheering in the Congo. We did uh, back in at fifty one dollars in futures, and we've sort of been cheering them home all spring. Winning the uh, Golden Rose. The Golden Rose has proven to be uh, you know, a superior form line from this race uh, year after year. So I think, you know, in the Congo is going to be very, very hard to beat. Um, but, you know, you've got to give chances to, you know, if Artorias coming back from a mile can win. Uh, you know, James, as you mentioned, he's got both Paul Lowell, who, who, who rates pretty well alongside sort of in the Congo and the two times they've met and gets a, a you know, weight drop on those mm-hmm. runs. Kalos, who won as well. And one interesting fact, the last three years, the, the winners actually come out of um, the 1,000 metre jump out from uh, you know a week ago, uh, and the main ones in that jump out were in the Congo Ranch Hand, which sort of jumped out really well, and uh, you know did win two starts back down the straight and up the side, and which was the race at September one run before winning this, um, and uh, and even sort of state who won that um, won that jump out, and you know Jamie Richards has an outstanding record in the, in the big races here, uh, and he's sort of just been struggling to get this horse fit, but you know if it's ready to go. It's a roughy, but look, it's a wide-open race, Andrew. It is, but I can hear the drums are beating for In the Congo uh, to be hopefully winning for you. The last of the Group 1s is the Kennedy Cantala on Saturday. Uh, right now, looking at it, Superstorm 11, Riadini Buffalo River at 10, Arameo 9, Ice Bath from a Wide Barrier 10. Uh, what have we got? Shalot at $8, and then Mr Brightside. Can the rise continue into a Group 1 off where it started this sequence of wins. It's 4.40 at the moment. Yeah, look at an amazing run. He won six in a row. His ratings have been spiralling upwards. Won the Seymour Cup by two lengths. He ran sort of plus eight the uh, last 600, second quicks of the day. From a historical profiling perspective, he, he faces a number of challenges. He's eight up, which is an ideal. He's deep in the prep. He's only had eight career starts. Um, he's coming off a listed win, which nothing's done to win this group one. Um, and interestingly, SP of winners, you know, nine of the ten have been between sort of eight and seventeen dollars. Um, you know, you can see why he's favourite, but I'd have to bet around him. And I think there's two really key chances that I'm keen on in this race. The first is Arameo, ran a slashing second to Zaki first up on the tramway. He ran past some very good horses, and he was third in the Bill Ritchie against the Bias. And you know, got beat a nose in the Epsom handicap, which was a real shame for us after uh, being held up on the straight. But he's he's a multiple Group One winner in Singapore. Chris Waller's won this race for the last 10 years, and he gets a really, really big jockey upgrade with, with Glenn Boss here. So I think Aramayo is one of the ones to beat, and the, the danger is Superstorm. is just a class animal. Second in the Australian Guineas and All-Star Mile last year. He won the Group 2 Fiam with three wide in the Underwood, winning third to Zaki, and, and then really flew home in the two-rack with a big weight. So I think, uh, I think I've got those two uh, as really strong chances at sort of $11 and, uh, and, and $10. Yes, uh, Damien Oliver back on Tuesday, main Gallup morning, saying that Superstorm is dead set, just going to appreciate the big, spacious Flemington track more than what he's probably been racing on at Caulfield. So it's been a name for Bob Peters to run in this race for sure. So running through them, race five, uh, Steinem, the bottom one, number 15, in race six, Forgot You, 
Allegro, Jungle Magnate at a bit of value. Race seven, very hard, the Coolmore, uh, but he's all over, Dean. He's all over in the Congo for many weeks. And the Cantala, it's Arameo, the six, and Superstorm, the three. Uh, Dean, thanks very much for joining us this morning. Of course, winningedgeinvestments.com. Tips and ratings from professional punters throughout the spring racing car- carnival. Gamble responsibly. Call one 800 858 Dean, enjoy the weekend. You too, Andrew. It's going to be an absolutely fantastic Saturday. We can't wait. Yeah, bring it on. Dean Evans from winningedgeinvestments.com. And don't forget, winners comes from Flemington Saturday morning.